Good afternoon, you're listening to Local Media This Week, the show on Scarab Bay Community Radio, where we talk about all issues uh, county-wide that are in the press. Uh, Clare Champion, Clare Echo, and online with Clare Herald, and sometimes with County Express as well, when it comes out. And on other occasions, we talk about some issues that are in the national press, and there is one or two issues uh, that are uh, going to be worthy of debate from that this week, so stay tuned for that. And We, we have two <laughs> teachers with us this week that are going to be giving us, giving us their thoughts, so that's where that's, where that's coming from. Yeah. Now, uh, we're going to start. Uh, John S., welcome back from your sojourn last week. Thank I you very you, much. I hope you're in good form. In good form. Good, good, good to have Luke. you back. Excellent. Pat, Pat O'Brien, uh, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Luke. Yeah, so I better turn you up there now, Pat. Yeah, it's good. Good afternoon to you. And uh, then we're uh, down to, we have no Jim. Uh, Jim, we gave Jim the week off, and uh, D- David uh, is uh, detained elsewhere, so he can't make it with us today. So, very ably um, uh, being replaced by Geraldine Cotteron. Geraldine, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Luke. So, Thank uh, you. You're, 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 you're back uh, in to sort of uh, keep the men on their toes. I, 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 am, <laughs> I, am, I am the the, f- the the female voice that's going to keep them all in the Exactly. In, 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 exactly. In, yes, well, yeah. I, ho- I hope you can do a better job. <laughs> <laughs> than I do, because I, 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 I don't have much success at times. Anyway, listen, plenty of topics that we're going to uh, talk about, and we're starting with one that we don't normally talk about too much here this week. We leave it to the experts, we'll say, in um, the sporting community. But this week, big news from the GAA, and the culmination, I would say, of years of infighting, backfighting, uh, outward fighting, every type of fighting, but uh, hopefully there is now going to be progress for the benefit of all GA and Clare. John? Yeah, indeed. Well, on page six of the Clare Champion, Owen Ryan has an article <coughs> on the actual uh, centre of excellence in Carlohan. Okay, at least that's what it was meant to be. But it, it, has, it has problems, and the strategic uh, uh, report that has come out this week has pointed the finger at at Carlon. Carlon was bought at a fairly expensive, you know, purchase, with the intention, as you said, Luke, of becoming uh, the the centre of excellence. Do you know that if, for example, uh, males and females wanted to train? There's enough space in the in the property, but there is not the accommodation to uh, to actually facilitate women and men. Okay, at the same time. At the same time, mm. dressing room is too small. The gym is ridiculously small. I would say half the clubs in County Clare have gyms which are uh, actually of better quality than what's there. We're probably sitting underneath <coughs> one at the moment. We are indeed. <laughs> uh, no astroturf, and in the Irish climate, do you know that is an essential. All weather needed, and it's going to cost a couple of million to do that alone. Now, why it, this has happened, that we have looked at a ghost, Pat, for how long? For two years, three years? How long, well, how long is it in the possession of the GAA? I suppose it's, it's been developed since, um, for the last, maybe it's been used for the last four or five years. Um, I, I think the, there's more to it than that, they, they though, Pat, it, isn't there? Yeah, so. they, they bought it back, um, as you know, they bought it back in 20... 20 maybe, six years ago? Maybe so. 2012 or 12 or 13, then they developed it. Yeah. They, they appear to have spent four and a half million on it, between maybe the facilities and, and buying it and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But, but I, I think, John, uh, now and again, Pat, uh, I'm not the, the guy expert here, I, I leave it to you, uh, 
to clarify, but I, I think Caterlone is one part of what all this uh, plan is in relation to. Yes. There are bigger issues yeah. at, at heart. And John, I know you alluded to their uh, a nice catchy headline on yeah. page six of uh, the Champions. So well, what's there that headline? Claire, Claire G.A.'s strategic review makes for sober reading. And, and in the Claire Echo, Saffron and Blue plan issues uh, recommendations to the GEA uh, from Porrick McMahon. And so this is a business-driven uh, you know, a reflection. Yeah, it boils down to that. Yeah. No longer, uh, Geraldine. You were saying mm. before we went on air there. You were saying <coughs> that you can't run no. a, an organisation like the GA no. on a what would you call it? Um, on on goodwill, really, and yeah. and and on on you know people people need you need you need to have professional. Uh, people that are involved that are able to run businesses and that are able to run because when all said and done you know it obviously grass, grassroots GA and I mean the GA uh, you know if I can digress for a second because I, I've spent a lot of the summer in Scotland yeah. and the GA uh, like there is no equivalent well there's no equivalent anywhere in the world really but like when you talk about like we've watched we watched matches on various different forums and try to keep up and so on and like the excitement and the whole thing, and then trying to explain the organisation and trying to explain what happens in it um, from the grassroots up, so to speak. And that that is that is all very well and good, but I think the day has come now for, you know, some kind of, I suppose, strategy that would, which is what has been recommended, obviously, because they're talking about having, uh, you know, paid managers and various different people to come in. And, and and even we were saying earlier that you know that that even the sourcing of these people would be really important that you would do it like you would source it for a business that you'd yes. be setting up yes. so that you will get the best people for the job well now in fairness the committee was created mm. to uh, examine and analyze the problems within mm -hmm. the administration is not right and the operation of the GAA <laughs> yeah. in county clare yeah it was brought in by the Aerog club proposed uh, a yeah. motion at the at the convention and it was carried and yes. essentially what what was that motion asking for that is well, now being responded to? Yeah, they, they wanted an overall review of, 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 of the running of the, of the G in County Clare facilities, um, governance, and um, all that went with it. Yeah. So that's what's, that's, that's what's in front of clubs now. Yeah. Now, you've seen a, a draft outline of the report, haven't you? I have, yeah. yeah you have. Yeah. And, and essentially, what is it saying? Well, it is saying that Clare uh, GA isn't fit for purpose at the present time. That uh, it needs to be modernised. Uh, they, they need to bring in new new people in uh, in in various um, places with a, a, a new CEO, um, somebody to manage the collection of money, which is most important. So a financial cons uh, financial controller, controller yeah. a paid operator, paid operator, a paid yeah, operator. Yeah, yeah. Can the can the GA afford? In County Clare, let us say, uh, to have professionals, paid professionals, in to cover the areas you're talking about. Well, they're talking about three three professionals coming in to to, to look after the the, the GA in, in the county. Uh, I, well, they, they wouldn't be able at the present time, John. Anyway, they, certainly they and wouldn't. Is it? At, at present, they wouldn't. But I suppose uh, if, if 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 this uh, report is um, is adopted and they get maybe some professional in. In the in the line of um, raising money and raising yeah. finance and sponsorship and all that, they, they, they possibly there's, might be. There's also a suggestion, isn't there, Pat? There's the creation of a games performance board suggested to assist yeah. in the development of best environment for Clare football and hurling teams and monitor 
the support <coughs> environment and uh, an appointment of management. Isn't that very interesting? Yeah. Uh, to monitor the support environment and appointment of management. Like, I think everybody might feel that there should probably be, like, when it comes to money and collecting of money and so on, no one wants to do that. So that would be great if someone got paid to do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there was a financial manager and so on. The other bits, though, um, a, a games performance board uh, suggested. Um, and then, you know, would that, would that be a sticking point, you think, for some clubs? I wonder. Yeah, I wonder. Mm, possibly would be, maybe, maybe. Uh, it, it, it suppose it depends on what way they they, they want to, to to put these these boards together. You know, yes. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I suppose I, I just refer to Porrick's article um, where he says five hundred survey submissions were made by Clare <coughs> GA club members. Five hundred. Five hundred, and and the, uh, we said club members and the public. While over one hundred one-on-one interviews and consultations were held in the preparation of the report. And two separate documents, we'll say, uh, which are a combined 169 pages. So this is a big piece of work that we'll say has mm-hmm. been has been uh, sent sent out um, uh, to the the membership, uh, the, cl- the clubs in Clare. Uh, 23% of the public surveyed said the commercial development of Clare GEA should be the next biggest priority after governance. Mm-hmm. So that, to me, is a clear indicator, John. That I think there is an acknowledgement that we'll say. If you look at other clo- uh, counties, and I, I just know one off the top of my head would be Kildare, and that goes back to I think when Mick O'Dwyer was brought in as ma- as manager, that you yeah, I remember had, that yeah. they had some a big supporters club mm. in Kildare that yeah. were involved in fundraising for him. That that's not today or yesterday, no. you know. So that they they would be bringing that in. Uh, I said there's four strategic focuses in the plan: governance, clubs, games, and commercial growth. You know, with recommendations, appointment of a full-time operations manager in the first quarter of 2022, responsibility for the operation and plan implementation as part of an overall succession planning approach is recommended. Another Mm. recommended appointment, a full-time commercial and brand manager for Clare GEA by the second quarter of 2022. So that's April next year. Yeah. Would be my understanding mm-hmm. and Pat would I be right in thinking that that's probably geared to have a professional person there that rather than sort of going down to the local shop looking for you know 50 euros for you know a jersey or two this mm. is someone that will be going to national and international companies looking for a sort of big time sponsorship deal. it is because there's, there's, there's a lot of money out there even in the even if you look at this year's supporters club uh, uh, Brian Dohan and his committee set up a supporters club there, and they got, uh, they, got uh, they collected a couple of hundred thousand this year. Yeah, that, that's, mm, that's uh, club, club player. We, club we, we've spoken I to Tony Clean, we'll say. I in yeah, relation yeah, to he that, was yeah. chairman of it. I consider yeah. myself, I get 50 euro for this as a person and a hundred for a family, but they, 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 had, a, they had a, they collected a, they, they ran a golf tournament mm. back in. in in Dundee, and uh, they put in, uh, I think, was a seventy thousand euro on it. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and who controls? Who admin lads? Who controls that money? Well, it's, it's controlled by a committee, and uh, and and uh, the lady that's controlled it, she's the financial officer of Clare County Council. And she's volunteering. She's volunteering. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think it, it's a separate initiative that was sort of brought in this year, and I think it, it probably reflects more. Issues within, we say, long-term yeah. issues that have existed yeah, within, the, within the GA. Hoc, yeah, the kind of ad hoc system that's yeah. that's yeah. in place, really. You know that it yeah. isn't it isn't a very organised yeah. from the point of because view. Because for for an amateur sport at county level, the amount of preparation that's going into teams and everything associated with them, it's been done on a professional basis, mm. pretty much on a professional basis. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and and oh, I suppose the Claire 
declare people involved in they only want the best for mm. their county and with those things you know as I said sometimes you have to pay John you know and do you think do you think Luca and Pat and Ger, do you think the clubs will back this business like professional no, approach I, I'll defer to Pat on that. I, 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 I think they will yeah I think, you any, think they any, will? anybody that I've talked to from different clubs around these players and yes. different people they meet and we talk about they are, they're all in favour of it but I, a small I, yeah, I co- sorry, John, Go for ahead, cutting Jeremy. across you. I, I come back to that, though. There'll be sticking points, I think, in it, which presumably could could that undo the whole procedure? Um, like I, I, I'm delighted to see that there might be some greater emphasis on monitoring support environment, and you know, from the point of view of supporting young young athletes, young young people involved in sport. Uh, I, I'm delighted that there would be some kind of pr- really um, kind of structured approach to that, and and uh, whatever about the whole appointment of management, I, I you know that's maybe a whole separate thing. But it but it is interesting the way it's put together. It's like the creation of a games performance board to assist in the development of best environment, uh, which would involve support. And the appointment of management. Well, I suppose when you say it all together like that, that's exactly what happens. If you have a team manager, or if you have people involved in the management of all sorts of teams without, throughout the county, they need to have support uh, in mind for their players, and and they need to, yeah, they need. Th- that's what fosters good performance in the end of the day, I suppose, isn't it? Actually, apropos that, there's an interesting article, a further article by Parik McMahon on post-primary hurling a step forward, Donald Maloney, our own Donald, mm. okay, mm. that last week they have brought the representatives from all of the schools, the hurling schools in the county, plus Ortskull Reach mm. and Gort Community School have uh, asked to join as well to organise an under-15 uh, schools hurling competition championship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay and it's acknowledging you see Mm -hmm. that there is a gap there Mm -hmm. in the in the structure for schools Mm -hmm. i mean they there is a a colleges championship in munster all right but if you're beaten in the first round you could Mm -hmm. be out of it you know and Mm -hmm. and so you're for a lengthy period of the winter kids of Mm -hmm. that age are losing out Mm -hmm. on competition and skilled Mm -hmm. further Mm -hmm. skill development Mm -hmm. and Donald has taken up the challenge with a number of others in the county and they have uh, um, starting they'll be starting this next term and that's and what do you think of that, Pat? Oh, yeah, it's a great initiative. I, I see it today, and I was looking at it today in the, in the echo. And the, actually, the, they're, they're doing it in football as well, John. Yeah. And uh, uh, the Clare Echo are sponsoring uh, a, football, a football equivalent. Equivalent. Equivalent, yeah. 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 But yeah. you started off talking about John uh, Carlone. Yeah. And there is there is there some mention about making Carlone the long-term headquarters of Clare GA? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Does that raise questions about... Um, you know, the funding that would be required. Mm. It, it means that the Cusick Park potentially. Mm. No, no, I don't. Th- I don't think. So. I, no, I don't think no. it alludes to no, Cusick no. Park from that point of view, John, because the it's administrative side of things, Pat, is running from Clareby. But yeah. isn't that? Isn't there a question mark about the the prospects of selling that? as a development area. Yeah, yeah, there is, yeah. yeah. That's, and that's millions that's, to be picked up. That's recommended here. It is, isn't it? It is yeah. recommended, So, yeah. Luke... Well, there's potential, I, I think, 
I suppose it'll all be it'll all come out. We'll say what they'll decide. In time, uh, you yeah. you would get. My understanding would be that if they, they agreed and decided to sell their abbey, that I think obviously the proceeds of that would probably be put into Carlow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and there, I see they have a, a regional strengthened conditioning centres uh, to be considered, particularly for players from north and west. There, yeah, that, yeah. That, that that's a good point as well because yeah. you know we'll say Carlow is fine for and everybody this and side. Yeah, and they want to. They, they're hoping to get um, under the, the country development plan. They they they're hoping to get um, Clare Abbey uh, re rezoned for yeah. for development, which yeah. would make okay. it more expensive. Yeah, and I see they're talking yeah. about floodlights in Cusick Park, and I suppose if yeah. they got if they got money, would say maybe in re- if Carlow was it sold, strikes me that to. they're going to need a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two million <laughs> alone yeah, to do the money, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's going to take a lot of money to implement it. And yeah. you see, yeah. is there, you know, the average Joe Soap on the street, now as you say, you said, Luke, that people like to support their county and their teams and all of that. But, you know, I don't know. I, the average Joe Soap, are like saying, the GEA have loads of money in the sense of the main, like, Croke Park and the whole system of GEA. Is, is the GEA not a very rich organisation? Well, you see, well, it has to actually work at uh, maintaining its income and it it, it, it approaches it in a very mm. business-like way. They've bought all Allos, isn't it? All Allos or Clonliffe, is it? Yeah. The uh, Clonliffe. They're putting, they're putting up a hotel there. Yeah, no. So you can see how yeah. they die. It's a bit like the church, digress, isn't diverting. it? <laughs> Which church had you in the mind? Church. The whole church. The whole I church. mean, the church. You know, I you mean, the poor, the poor diocese. Sorry, <laughs> yeah. we've digressing now. Is this what yeah. happens to me when you bring no, me no, in? When, you know, the poor diocese of Killaloo is kind of killed trying to collect money and and because people when you go to the door they say excuse me go over to the vatican and stand in front of the little wee people there and say sell some of those paintings that you have on the walls lads and give out some money you know because i mean vatican is you know the church yeah. is super rich yeah well the, the, the no, it's, it's not quite a correct analogy mm. i'd say but i mean the GA is rich. Well you, well, you need mm. to speculate to accumulate. No, I suppose at club level, <laughs> yeah. you would say, club, well, you know, clubs will always sort of have the poor mouths out. But I, I think a lot of this is basically designed to try and get access to income that other counties are also oh, availing right. of, yeah. you know, that would sort of help to promote the sports and the running of the sports in the county. Am I wrong on that part? No, I'd say or not. Yeah, you're right, Luke, yeah. You know, the, uh, these centres of excellence, yeah. uh, you know, like I, I know, is it Tyrone are supposed to have a very impressive setup? Yeah, yeah, I think Kerry have one. Unfortunately Listen, yeah. we've spent nearly 20 minutes talking, talking about, about the well, GA. Well, it is a very big topic. And um, I suppose another topic that uh, happened during the week, and this is where I'm going well, to defer to the 3 E now, <laughs> is, is in that there, w- there was a, a visitor to the county earlier on during the week who was at the council offices. Indeed. And it's covered on page four uh, by Fiona McGarry in Declare Champion. And it is also covered on page six, I think, in Declare Echo. So, John. And, just, and, and page the one, I think. Page one. The leading article in page one there. Yeah. We only got six scale there in, in, uh, in the last two years. Yeah. We're, 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 yeah. Last ten years. <laughs> Did well, you say two years? Oh, that's say two years. <laughs> ten years. Six guards in ten years. It doesn't seem like a, an awful <laughs> lot, does it? Well, I mean, the Garda administration, I gather, is being uh, turned upside down. I heard in the grapevine, did you hear it? That yes. uh, Claire is going to be linked. It's going to be absorbed into uh, a Claire Tipperary administrative structure. Will that be mm-hmm. true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Oh. It, says, it says here in, in page four, John, uh, Clarence Tipperary divisional merger to ramp up in 2022. Now, what do you think of that? And what's yeah. the objective of it? Well, it's a huge area, isn't it? When you go down to Clonmel and Carrick and Shore and you come back up to it's North been, Tip, it's, it's, a big, it's, it's, been on, it's been in the cards. Uh, it's, it's been ongoing. It's been a situation, hasn't it, been, been ongoing? And various different kind of things have happened to kind of streamline the process, I suppose. Mm. And one of those things, from my limited experience of talking to Gerrits, um, would be that uh, they've taken, they've taken uh, Garda personnel out of clerical positions and put in... Uh, put in you know, uh, uh, civilians. Civilians. Do you? What do you think of that? Well, the inside track from talking to a guard that I know is that it doesn't work. This this guard happens to be the person that I live with in my house now, by the way, and he would say that when he works. Legitimately. No, no, no I'm, I'm not making a joke. <laughs> Legitimately, he would say, he would say that it hasn't worked, in his experience, that it wouldn't work. And, and if, if they continue to do it at the scale that they're doing it, there'll be chaos. Because the, re- the reality of it is that it's very, very like, the, the, to, to run a, a, a guard of force, I think, I think one of the approaches that maybe have been taken over the last number of years, and I think it started maybe, I, should, oh, I think it started with the, the streamlining of uh, Temple Moor and making it more like a, an actual college or a university where, where guards, uh, you know, where young people came and they got trained up in a very similar fashion to the way they would if they were doing a degree or a, any kind of course in college, which is fair enough. And of course, that makes lots of sense. But then, is, is, does that make the guard a recruit who then becomes the guard, does that make him fit her, her, fit for purpose in terms of what they have to deal with out on the street? That's really the big issue, to bridge that gap between what's, what, what, what they've learned and what they've you know, been taught and how, all, all the training that they've got. Does that all kind of fit with what they have to actually do when they come to a station in up at the back end of Donegal or at the back end of West Clare or whatever? And they, they then have to figure out what it is they have mm. to do. So, so and, and the, I think one of the other things then, part of that other plan then I think was that, you know, it's okay, sure, we'll run this like we run any business where we can, we can get uh, civilians to do, to answer the phones or do the reporting or do all of this business and do all of that, and then we'll free up other guards to, or uh, guard the personnel to do more important jobs. I don't know. Um, but the reality of it is that it doesn't operate like a business. It's not a business. It's not a company. It's a guard of force with a very specific and very kind of, uh, if you like, unique kind of way of operating. And, and, and that's what makes it kind of tricky when you're bringing in changes you need to look at the ethos i think of the of the whole the whole you know the whole place um well could i ask you you know or could you ask your friend okay yes. uh, the garda expectation the gardi have expectations mm. of their role mm. and society mm. have expectations of you know, mm. what they want from the Gaudi. Mm. Isn't that right? Mm. There's one area, in, it, it, it comes at me, again, from the newspaper, the, the champion. Uh, there's the commissioner apologising down last week for service failure in Clare emergency calls. Mm. 
Corruption probe needs to be expedited. Another heading, okay. Commissioner's Clare visit makes history. Now, what's your interest in Commissioner Harris coming down to Clare? What are you what are you expecting? What are you hoping for from him? Well, I I I haven't read anything that he has said that has well, been we'll new you. and you know been well, been, been earth shattering really. Six number six more Gardaí in the uh, in the force in County Clare. Mm. Uh, in the last, how many years, Pat? In the ten, I think. Isn't ten it? years, mm. just not good enough. The Clare, think, Clare, the Clare people are very alarmed by the existence. Well, <laughs> I think that I think that was the impression that uh, Commissioner Harris was trying to give people because he was taken to task a little bit. Uh, but you know, in my opinion, not taken to task enough. But that's neither here nor there. But he he was taken to task by um, Deputy Cahill Crow in relation to, in particular, the drugs uh, situation in many towns and villages in Clare and so on. And and this brings us to a really catchy headline because this is what caught my attention about it altogether. Yeah. Was where it said, Mini Cab needed to deal with Clare's Pablo Escobar. I was going, Mini Cab. Do you know who needed. Pablo, Pablo was? I, I, I googled him. I know I didn't know, but I I just just said to be sure to be sure yeah. because there's also I think a, a famous artist who's him as well. But anyway, um, it's our similar name. But the minicab thing that's what I that's what caught my attention because for one I thought that was an ingenious headline. All all things aside about the actual issue itself, whoever yeah. put that together, fair play. Well, actually, I think it may have been actually out of the mouth of Cahill Crow. I think that's what he said. Okay. Uh, but I thought initially what he meant was that uh, they needed to set up a little wee taxi service. Oh, yeah. That's what I thought he meant. <laughs> but that's not what but he meant. But that's not what he meant. At all. At further inspection, what he meant <laughs> was that you would uh, have um, a small, a, a, a lesser um, kind of unit of cab, uh, which is the, the Assets Bureau, to, to investigate. Um, now, why you need, yeah, because I suppose the, the the understanding is that maybe cab are overrun with all sorts of major big things. But I think uh, Commissioner Harris did come in that I think, is cab 50 years old? Is he 50 years old? No, not 50 years old, 20 years old. Well, anyway, it has, it has a birthday cab. <laughs> Yeah. It's 25 years old. Ah, 25. there you go. 25 yeah. years old. Yeah. Um, but but, um, but Cahill Crow's point is well made, though, in fairness, because I'm sure he has <coughs> his constituents who are coming to him who are kind of withered by this particular issue and don't see maybe a lot of progress being made. Um, his, his point that he was making was that it seemed like there were uh, people living in uh, way beyond their means who were obviously um, uh, getting income from from drugs and it seemed like they were untouchable and that they weren't able to be uh, okay, kind of so sorted he was and so on. But tell me this, there's a word that keeps coming at me in all this writing and talking about Garda reform and it's the word discretion. I grew up in a Garda family culture, do you know? And I can tell you truly that discretion was used frequently enough by my father. All right? And he was always interested in the balance, the trade-off. You throw out a fish, a smaller fish, to catch a much bigger fish. Mm -hmm. For God's sake, mm -hmm. if a Garda knocks off a ticket What's the word do you 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 do Square, Square. Square, squaring. Yeah, squaring. Yeah. Square. In return 
for a little bit of critical mm. information mm. regarding a bigger crime. Mm. Mm. I the don't see that as corruption. Do you, yeah. for God's sake? No. The com- no. Well, well, no from the point of view of, I suppose, like all things in life, we've got f- fierce anal about these kind of things, haven't we? And we're, we get focused and obsessed with things to be seen to be doing something sometimes, you know. Yeah. And in relation to addressing Garda corruption, I'm absolutely certain there is much bigger fish, fish to fry than what's happening uh, in, in relation to down this neck of the woods. Mm. But but uh, he was asked about that, Commissioner Harris, about the whole thing about discretion. And he said, yes, that it is something that... And again, I go back to the point about the young, the young recruits coming out from Temple Moor. Like, how do you teach discretion? Um, what do you think yourself? Well, I, I, I think what you need, <coughs> what you need to have is maybe some kind of peer teaching that goes on. Um, I think the the Garda force, and uh, as with many of the public services, have fallen foul of people retiring. Um, maybe um, maybe prematurely due to lots of different kind of stresses and strains and so on, and now you have maybe in some cases a very young, a very young um, uh, you know, very young people involved in in rolling out services that they don't have experience for. Basically, what I'm saying is, I think discretion is something that you learn uh, from your peers and that you also kind of learn from experience. What do you think, Pat? On that whole question of uh, the operation of discretion yeah, by Garda. Yeah, you have to have discretion. You have, you know, I suppose, the, the, I suppose uh, they'll build it up with experience over, over, the, over the years and they'll, you know, you'd imagine they, they should be left to, 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 to decide themselves on, on, on what to do. And if they, can, if they can nail somebody, as you said, John, maybe a bigger fish, with, yeah, a, with a small thing. How does, I, the, how I, does I, the media? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it. Yeah. How does the media deal with this? Straight away, they have the word corruption brought in. Yeah. I know you're quite the, you're quite right, Jardine. I'm sure mm. that there are bigger fish somewhere else mm. in the mm. in the country mm. in this in this mm. story. But mm. um, I have a problem. I have a problem with the absence, with kind of making it difficult mm. to apply discretion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So, we've given it a fair bit of airing. The commissioner was down. I don't know if the if everybody is terribly happy with the uh, the outcome, because if if we see less Gadi in our district, okay, we're very selfish actually, aren't we? When it comes mm, to it, we, yeah. we mm. want to protect our district. Correct? Am I mm. right? Wrong? Yeah. And uh, we like to see evidence of the uniform. Yeah. Well, it's it's just completely. I'm sorry, but it's just completely unacceptable that you'd only have six guards in the space of a decade. Yeah. An an extra six Six guards, and I don't, I don't see how that can anyone can stand over that. No, it's very poor, really. Yeah. Okay. Right. On that note, we're going to move on because we've half an hour gone, and we've only two topics covered, and we haven't even got Shannon Airport yet. (laughs) We haven't. (laughs) So, Pat, uh, a a very, very quick update before we get to half time. Uh, I, I see that um, Timmy Dooley has replied to the reply of um, uh, Willie Walsh, uh, ex, would say, uh, 
Aer Lingus and uh, is it IAA, BAA, BA, I, I can never think of what the, the, he, oh, the yeah, did, British yeah, Airways and all the rest of them that he was in charge of. Yeah, probably because it here on, on page 12 of the, of the Echo. Yeah. Uh, Dooley hits out as Walsh for knocking airline proposal by Parry McMahon. So another team of Dooley being involved is hit back at the former CEO of Aer Lingus for knocking his suggestion at Chennai Airport set up its own airline. As reported by the Clare Echo, Senator Dooley in Coral Shannon Group chairperson designated Parley Gokeda at setting up uh, at, as a sitting of the Raptors Committee on, on Transport and Communications and the Shannon Airport established its own small airline. I think we, we covered it last week, but I think yeah. we, um, 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 Timmy has um, hit back at him here this week. Um, Willie Walsh, the ex-CEO of Lingus and British Airways, said he, he said he the call for Shenley Airport to establish its own airline was madness. The CEO of the International Transport Association said airports should focus on running airports. I hear lots of crazy ideas from politicians, but it is probably one of the most crazy ones I've heard. Mm. I, I suppose um, while we're talking about Shannon as well, I suppose we, we spoke about catchy headlines earlier, and I, I think there might be a little competition going on between the Echo and the Clare Champion. What's uh, that? For, or, or is it the byline or you know the, the title? There's a great uh, uh, picture on page one of the Clare Echo with the heading "We Didn't Start the Fire," yeah. uh, which for those of us now that are, are Billy Joel fans, uh, John, I'm not sure. Yeah. Uh, it was a famous song from 1990, we'd say, from yeah. esteemed, and it's basically an, a major emergency crash exercise took place at Shannon Airport. Test response of the airport, and there's a, a pictures of uh, firemen, uh, I'd say, ably setting up to put put out a fire. And Pat, uh, speaking of fires and. Uh, trying to prevent uh, bad stuff going on. There was one article in the in the papers as well about um, uh, enhanced security and screening at Shannon Airport. Yeah, Shannon introduces new security system. Screening equipment equipment expected to have time to have time going through security. The amount of time spent going through passenger security screening at Shannon Airport is to be halved thanks to a new two point five million investment in state of the art security screening system unveiled this week at the airport. We are very proud of the pro- project, which is used as cutting-edge technology and is expected to considerably shorten the dwell time in the airport security screening service area, said Mary Constant, CEO of Shannon Group. And if so there's one thing that could be said, Pat, in relation to Shannon in general, compared to other airports, um, the time spent in security in Shannon is nothing compared yeah. to any other yeah. airport you it's go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Cre- it, it's, it's efficient as it is. Yeah. And was yeah. so. Hopefully, yeah. this will this will oh, lead to an enhanced they're, security. They're also, they're also, uh, they're spending 17 million in in, a, in the program of works underway in the airport campus. Among those are, are 12.7 million hold and hold baggage security screening facility, which will be complete will be completed shortly. A, se- a series of airfield upgrade works and and the extension of the airside covered walkway is also. Been, um, been uh, is, is some of the work's been done yeah. there as well. Great. Well, listen, uh, all we need now are a few flights to come back, and hopefully, as, mm-hmm. as we go on over the weeks and months, that will happen. Now, we're well into injury time in part one, and John, there's a topic that I want to ask the two moon chores uh, in, in, in the, the, that, the, the house now. <laughs> uh, it, it's a it's a, a national school and a, and a secondary school issue. You alluded to there, it's in the national papers there, yeah, uh, yeah. the na- national schools. Uh, very quickly now, John. It, it, the, the, the heading from the Irish Times on Tuesday was pupils may start to learn languages earlier, Luke. Yeah. Now, we've talked about this for years and years. Why are we so slow in Ireland in pursuing uh, other languages 
in the primary school. This is a language different than Irish now, obviously. A language yeah, different. So like French or German. Or French or German, like exactly. Okay. And um, uh, so in order to actually uh, introduce it into the curriculum, the, the structure of the curriculum will have to change. In other words, time will have to be taken from what we currently uh, allocate to different subjects. Yeah. Okay. And this will upset some people because the department's proposal suggests that uh, uh, this will mean less for uh, religious, um, you know, what's the subject, Geraldine? Religious education. Religious Tom. education, okay. Mm. Um, and that, that may not all go down too well. There's a culture change in that one. Uh, less for perhaps for um, other social and personal education, subjects, maybe. Yeah, okay, yeah. and uh, and more for mathematics. A recognition that maths are crucial, you know, at uh, in the. And they don't spend long enough at maths already in primary school. No. Okay. Math, maths and uh, languages. Okay, right. So well, that well. it's it, beyond the lookout. It's going to be. Uh, you'll hear a lot about it. I would imagine in the springtime. Okay, because uh, when, when conferences take place. Uh, con well, yeah. <laughs> and now there's one other topic, Geraldine. I'll, I'll allude to you in relation to this. Uh, universities call for leaving cert results to be given to students in June. That's it, right. It, uh, Carol O'Brien had uh, that article in mm. uh, one of the national mm. papers this week. It says issuing results in August no longer fit for purpose and limits students' options. And there's just one, uh, John has this well pointed out here now. It says, uh, a student who has applied for a course in both an Irish university and in the UK may feel compelled to accept the latter for fear of not getting a place in the state. Because there are different timelines for different uh, places. That's right. Um, but this would mean that, is there a potential that the, res the exams sure will change, that the results timing will change as well? Yeah, I think that that's the only way that I can see it happening. Now, the thing is they're going to... Yeah, there, there's definitely going to be an introduction, I would imagine, in the next number of years of um, more project work and more practical work into the Leaving Cert. So the exam itself won't be, um, won't be as, a, as uh, significant as it is at the minute. Um, however, uh, and they also, I suppose, will include the whole system of the whole predicted grades or the whole, uh, that whole issue, because that has now seemingly been kind of embedded in some shape or fashion due to COVID and due to the fact that the exams couldn't happen. Um, but but uh, it certainly will give a huge shake-up to the Leaving Cert programme, for sure. Um, it will give a huge shake-up to the curriculum in terms of it, because, yeah... Ultimately, the exams will have to happen earlier if the results have to be out earlier because they'll have to be corrected. And 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 while I, I do, I applaud all of that, I, I do want to say that there's a tiny little bit of me thinking that this is a kind of a cynical note a little bit on the part of colleges. Do you really, Geraldine? <laughs> who... who are uh, who are really wanting who, who are mad to get students basically the bottom line is you know in terms of the you know colleges are there's a lot a lot of options there now for youngsters for third level and there's a lot of competition between colleges and between universities and so on and there's a lot of students now opting to go abroad yes but you're to that very point yes so i mean if for example more of our students are going to go abroad then they need to get their results much earlier than they're getting them currently because the the european universities especially the british ones they actually actually uh, start 
giving out their places in the middle of the summer. They do, but but quite a significant number of them don't. It, it, I think the issue is about what children will choose. It's yeah. not so much about you can get your place without having your leaving cert results, and in 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 in, yeah, in, a, in a significant number of courses. You, you can you get a very you just have to you just have to do the exam you just have to so in other words they have their own system of assessing you you know UCAS in the UK you'll do an in, you'll do an interview you'll do a personal statement and really the leaving self results are just oh wait a minute you know, no, I, I I don't know how many dozen yeah do, a dozen <laughs> uh, reports I would have had done I know. for students I know for British universities yes, yeah no okay well John I'm going to interrupt you there because yeah. we've gone through injury time have extra we? time and penalties. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and all we can say is now Brexit has happened, so there mightn't be too many going to the UK anymore. Pat, uh, give us a bit of music there. Uh, yeah, we'll have Nenema Scurry and the, the, white, the White Rose of Athens, uh, uh, Luke. Oh, well, there you are now, a European college you can go to in Athens. Right, we'll be back in a few minutes. So goodbye, my love, till then. Right then, that was Nana Muscuri, and we say part two of the show is generally where we, we normally come back over towards East Clare, but because we ran so late in part one, there's two little topics I, wa I want to um, uh, allude to. Um, la last week, uh, there was a lot of advertising in the Clare Echo in relation to Christmas and Christmas parties in Clare. And John, you wanted to refer uh, back to etiquette because you, you felt you missed out on this last week. I did indeed, yeah. The Clare Echo, very, very good ad. Okay. And there's no harm now for people to actually uh, go back to it and read it and absorb it because we're getting into the actual, we're getting into the uh, Christmas mood. Not a few <laughs> weeks, Pat. Yeah. And and you'd be going to the parties. Um <laughs> And this this is advice for you from Porrick McMahon. Hold your tongue when you're at the office party. Another alcohol-related pointer. Alcohol has an uncanny ability to make us speak our mind. That's very true, isn't it? <laughs> so try and remember to not say the things you feel like uh, are a great idea to mention. Chances are they're not. I wish you said there's no alcohol used <laughs> yeah. during the production of this show <laughs> and you're willing Sharon, to talk your minds. Uh, Sharon from accounts would not appreciate you telling her that the email she sent you last week made you want to tear your hair out. <laughs> Keep the conversation light. and really. Now, dress appropriately yeah. to pass. The office Christmas party is not the time or place to turn up wearing a, a hilarious slogan T-shirt or a tie-high miniskirt jersey. <laughs> Keep it, keep it classy. Yeah. Uh, okay, John. Yeah. Thank you, next. There are only yeah. two more. Go on. Uh, be sure to express your gratitude to the person or persons who organised the party. That's not, that's safe. And what goes on tour stays on tour. Okay, very, well, no, very, very, very appropriate. Now, lads and ladies, Geraldine, do oh, you yes. think that's sexist? That, 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 no, how would that be sexist, John? <laughs> so that's just very good advice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And so that, that's, we'll say, fr from last week's uh, echo. I was, I, yeah. I, I, just, I was on the way over, uh, Luke, and I was listening to the radio, and Kellen Kicks is on. 
Oh, yes. And uh, he was imitating all the politicians, and he was imitating Pascal Dunahoo. Yeah. And Pascal said, what's, what's, what happens in the nightclub stays in the nightclub. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, I don't know if we could start alluding to nightclubs and sort of cattle being released, we'll say, with, the, with them being re- reopened. Yeah. But yeah. In, in, we'll say the Echo had their Christmas... Um, ads last week the champion are maybe um, a little bit more festive from the point of view of Halloween for this week and a two page spread on page 18 and 19 and uh, I see that there's a Dergyle have a, a Halloween celebration there's events happening at Cliffs of Moher and at Bonratti but there's a bit on it there blood dipped toffee apples Oh, oh so, yeah. so now you can go and check the, the, you can go check those out and so. there's the witch's brew as well yeah <laughs> Right. Well, there are no witches now in East Clare, John. Billy is gone. Imagine putting uh, the tail of a rat and the scales of a snake and the bones of a bat in to make up a drink. Yeah, I, yes. I, I, I don't think so. I think now you'd want to be like James Bond and have a shake and not stirred. I think that, that, that would be it. Now, Pat, we're, we're going to come over to East Clare and... Um, sadly, as uh, has happened on a number of occasions in recent times, we have sad news in relation to a few individuals, and we have two bits this week. So, uh, on page five of the Clare Champion. Yeah, we have it from um, Fiona McGarry here on page five. Um, Mount, Ch- Mount Shannon, Morden's Pecky. The late Pecky, the only pictured on his 100th birthday at his home in Mount Shannon. Tributes are being paid in Mount Shannon following the passing of its older sister, Capriduff's Pecky Dooley. Pecky turned, turned 100 in February, making his centenary in the grip of lockdown and showing characteristic courage and selflessness in enduring public health restrictions. Um, Pecky passed away during the week, and um, so he, he was uh, buried yesterday. And um, we wish all his family and, and uh, he'd be a cousin Timmy Dooley's and everybody yeah. involved in his. Yeah, and he had a, a great life. A, go, a good life. Over a, 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 a years. And, and from one person who lived a great life to one who shortly has uh, been cut short. Yeah, there was another uh, sad uh, one down in Ogunilaw where uh, Gerald McMahon, he was a member of the army and uh, he was uh, out in, in duty in, in, in the Middle East and uh, he was on holidays and um, he, um, he died in a, in a swimming pool. Um, he was only 24 years. And uh, he had a great uh, future in front of him in the army and all that, played at hurling with Ogunla. And uh, I suppose we'll, we, we have to wish you, wish uh, the people, uh, you know, our sympathies. Exactly, yes, exactly. And I said, may, may, may they both re- re- rest in peace. Okay, now, um, page 13 in, is the East Clare notes, uh, generally in the champion. But before I get to that, John, there's one little bit here uh, in relation to an event uh, that is headlined there. That you can the Feast of Youth Creativity in the Clare Champion uh, head, heading. The Sparks Youth Film Festival in Scarif hosts screening and workshops next week. Sorry, uh, do you know anything about this, Geraldine? I don't, John, yeah. no, I am going to say, because I've been away and I, I haven't even caught up with yeah, what's going on. It'll begin on Tuesday next with a series of workshops on skills from animation. You see, it's the week's, mm. uh, week's holiday now for the Yeah, I, the I know the Sparks Film Festival in the past has been an excellent, excellent thing. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I think that uh, there have been some success from the community college. I think they've right. made films for yes. it and stuff. And yeah. they're back in again. And the right. screening is on Saturday, October the 30th. Lovely. And it'll include work from the uh, local secondary schools and youth reach yes. all are welcome to come along. And it's quite free. 
this is a the people involved in, in supporting and organizing this are Rachel Newland and Emma Sams, working with uh, the Clare artist Natalie uh, El Baba. Mm. Okay, mm -hmm. so I mean, it's, um, it's, it's really well worth going down to the library now next week from uh, Tuesday, yeah. 3.30 mm. to 5 p.m. Uh, animation classes run on Thursdays and Fridays next for those aged between eight and 13. So anybody interested, um, just give the library a call at 061-922-893. 922-893. And the festival itself is supported by Creative Ireland. So great things happening. Mm. Feast yeah. of Youth Creativity Look. Good, good, good to hear. Next now, week. Now, Pat, I, I'm going to go back in time. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we've been celebrating various events in relation to um, the War of Independence and everything else re relate relating to it. And uh, one place that hasn't got, got too much uh, uh, action, I suppose, had a piece of the action is Flagmount. So uh, it's page 13 of the Echo and the Champion. So I'll just say in the Echo, it's Flagmount to host centenary commemoration of ambush. And it's uh, taking place next Friday, so take it away, Pat. Yeah, uh, it's, it's in the east and the south east clear page with uh, Fiona McGarry. Uh, celebration of brave volunteers, the Cork Island Bush is not as well known as, as some war of independence sections, but is about to change. The East Clare Memorial Committee aftermath the centenary of one of the lesser known but highly significant incidents in the war of independence in the county, supported by Clare County Council. Li uh, County Library under the, the, the Decades of Centenaries Project Award. The committee will commemorate the Cork Island Bush when according to local law took place uh, in on two, 200. The, the event will take place at Flagmont Hall at 8pm on Friday, October 29 and will involve the lecture from Thomas, Dr. Thomas McConnora and the uh, recounting of stories and songs. Chairperson of the Committee Council, Patty, has outlined the importance of remembering 6th Battalion at the East Clare Brigade. Often commemorations, uh, often commemorations centre on events in relation to the scale of martyrs and the fecal ambush, he said. Uh, this event will help raise the awareness of those who came from Flagmont Hill, Nina, Upper Fecal and North East Clare. Yeah, I just, just wanted a, a lot of the commemorations that, that's going on. Uh, this year, um, we, we you have one yourselves. We have one over on Sunday week. Over on in, Sunday in, week, yeah, it's, it's over briefly. In, in, Pat. in the Glenwood ambush, yeah, yeah, the Glenwood. Yeah. Now, that's that's a fairly significant one. It was one of the bigger ones. What are you yeah. doing for that Sunday? Uh, there's a new plaque being uh, the, the, the in 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 um, in the 19th anniversary. They they put up they, they redeveloped the whole area where the where it took place. Yeah. And they put up a plaque in it, and there's a new plaque going up now this week, and it's it's like a a, a house, uh, um, a small old house at that time, and uh, it's remembrance of the, the the safe houses, and the people that fed and sheltered all the, the volunteers a, at the time. And Patsy. And there's a, a new book. A being, book. There's yeah. a new book being uh, being um, unveiled on the day as well. Uh, 140 pages of a book on the, on the ambush and the East Clare Brigade. Okay, and I just yeah. see it, uh, in relation to the events up in Flagmount, um, Sean Maroney and Pat Hoolahan are the two people are that are going to be commemorated and uh, the lecture that Tomás McAmara is giving called The Two Who Fought 200. That's right. You know, oh, yeah. so yeah. Be, be, be interesting enough. Okay, right, time to move on.
What else is in these clear notes, Pat? Yeah, well, Tuller G A Club will bring a new stand and new facilities in their, in their pitch in Tuller. And Tuller Seed for Life Rise fun, Fund Fanatic New Facilities. Fantastic new facilities. So basically, we can buy a seat. You can buy, yeah. You, it's a you, great idea, actually, can, isn't yeah, it? You pay hundred euros, idea, and yeah. you pay hundred euros, and you get your seat. How, do you have it for life? You do. You do. It is not passed on, is it? Oh, oh. Well, you can pass it on, I suppose. Wait a minute, no. I'm oh, sorry. It, you mean if you go to a match there, you can sit in it? You can, but it wasn't there earlier, I think. <laughs> no, no, that's what I was wondering. No, I was mixed no. up. I was mixed up. No, children were on the radio yesterday. Um, um, Brian, Brian Torpy, and he said that. Then we put up plaques with the names in them. All oh, right, that's what it is. There'll be a plaque on up. No, yeah. because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, just there for one minute. I thought, oh no, they're selling seats, so therefore, yeah. I was like, yeah, no, no. I, I, that's what I initially well, thought, but then my brain went somewhere else. That's the way it started off because I remember coming up on the phone on my phone and you can buy a seat, but they have changed now to plaque oh, yeah, on the of wall. Oh, yeah, of course, like yeah, yeah, which so. is a great idea. Well, yeah, well yeah, in yeah. fairness, for for anybody that has passed by uh, the. We'll say the pitch and tuller there in recent weeks, uh, you, people would have known there was something going on. But, but a lot of metal started appearing yeah. there uh, uh, last week, and you've found you know the, the the bones of a nice looking stand yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. About a thousand people, I think. Yeah, it's eight hundred it something. It's very impressive. Badly, badly needed, though, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're putting in no facilities for the commentators and all. I think Leo yeah. was over yeah. on Jim and all. Yeah, yeah. I think Leo and Pat might might have a new perch <laughs> over there. time is moving on. Is there anything? Uh, Geraldine of note you want to mention? Uh, well I, I I just wanted to mention Leo. Leo was in Ennis apparently. He he was in Ennis in the last few days and he uh, unveiled um, the new uh, economic and spatial strategy for Ennis for 2040 and uh, there's some wonderful sound bites that have come out of it. <laughs> Ireland's first 10 minute town. I had to google that. 10 minute town. It means that facilities and services accessible in a short time frame. Imagine that. And yeah. and uh, it's going to have a quality of life that sets it apart Just from all other places in Ireland. Um, and it's going to uh, create 5,000 new jobs. And, uh, oh, and then somebody said, a rising tide lifts all boats, which is very true. So therefore, if Ennis is thriving, the rest of the county is going to thrive. All, all I'll say I don't know. All I'll <laughs> say in relation to is, what about the data centre? Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to say anymore. I'm not going to say anymore. Well, if Leo says it's going to happen, Leo yeah. is usually a man of his word. Anything else? I'm not sure. The, the Burden Food Fair is on this weekend as well. The, 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 all the people in the Burden are, are, are um, promoting yep. all their, their food. Oh, you have the Winteridge so, as well, I think. Yeah, and the, the, you have the Winteridge weekend yes, there as well. That, yeah, that yeah. is a great, a great there's weekend. A there's a beautiful photograph there which is uh, suitable for... Um, for Halloween um, and uh, by John Kelly, your, your namesake, John, mm -hmm. and it's in the, the um, Vandalua Gardens. And there's uh, two fellows there, and they have a, have a coffin on top of the car, and another one at front, and another one in the back. So they're, they're, they're it set, is a very good. Who took uh, I John, presume that's John, 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 John Kelly. That's John yeah, Kelly. They're it, setting it, up for um, yeah. uh, their um, Hall Halloween. Halloween festivities. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I suppose we, we should bear in mind we say we, we, we're here today. Uh, the Sunday, uh, it's a bank holiday weekend, but it doesn't feel like it because it's, it's, it's a bit no. confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so it's basically the clocks go back next week. But well, yeah. is that true now? That's not false information, is I it? Hope, I hope not. No, that's what I was talking about. 
get this mixed up all the time. Yeah. So it's not this weekend, no, it's, it's the following weekend, next week. definitely. Now, be, now, before we go, uh, John, you, you said the panel of music generation, uh, there's an ad, and I know it gets a full page ad, I think, on the back there's of one, the, one, one the, of the papers. Yeah. Uh, closing de- time and date for receipt of application, 12 noon, Monday, 25th of October. So that's uh, Monday. So next Monday. Want, you want to hurry up and get your, your ads in for that. Yeah. Uh, I have a, a big... Uh, sort of bugbear about a big ad that's in the Clare Champion sort of advertising Dublin I have a bit of a bugbear about that I, I, I sort of say is there a Dublin paper that has an equivalent ad saying come yeah. to Clare yeah. you know yeah. uh, there's a, a nice photograph in the Champion as well uh, Councillor Pat Bork with Jarlick Garvey of Whitegate mm. and Mary Cassidy really Raheen good. Hospital Support Group presenting a cheque of 1,500 euros to, to Raheen following the successful harvest walk which took place in Whitegate and it's an annual event support, uh, that's organised by the Garvey family in conjunction with Whitegate Community Council in m- memory of Cora Garvey so great great, great amount of yeah. money was Exa- exactly yeah. good news all mm. around right listen I'm sorry lads uh, the, the guy took up way too much time in the first <laughs> half we'll have, to, we'll have to leave it to Leo and Pat so in future in future yeah uh, said. Geraldine thanks a million for coming in uh, all, you're pa- very welcome Pat O'Brien thank you very much thank and John you. as always th- thank you thank now, you uh, we're going to finish up with a song so what have we this week we'll, we'll, we'll finish with the, uh, the old crown of Frank Sinatra I, I did it my way oh well very appropriate <laughs> uh, very, very 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 appropriate right that's all for most for this week uh, Jim will be back next week so from us goodbye and take care and uh, now the end is near So I face the final curtain My friend, I'll say it clear I'll state my case of which I'm certain